Ave Maria Purissima, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Besides being the first Saturday, it's also the Feast of St. Blaise. So after Mass and the Thanksgiving, we'll give everybody a blessing of St. Blaise with the blessed candles. In terms of the first Saturday, we want to make sure to make a communion of reparation for all the injuries and blasphemies against the Immaculate Heart. There are so many. Right now, in a particular way, we have to make reparation for the Vatican. Now that we have this absolutely diabolical postage stamp that was issued on October 31st, which put our Lord on the cross, and in the place of the Blessed Mother, Our Lady of Sorrows, it put Luther, Father Luther, this monster that stalks over the stage of world history, a man sent from hell. And instead of Our Lady standing at the foot of the cross, we have this man, this man who wrote a book against the Mass, half of which he gives the arguments which the devil proposed to him, and half of which he gives his own arguments against private Mass. A man who blasphemed our Lord in ways that I can't even mention from the pulpit. A man responsible for so many people losing their souls. And yet, we have this kind of trash and filth coming out against Our Lady from the Vatican itself. That's the situation we find ourselves in in this day and age. It's a strange time. So make sure to make reparation to her for that. They have Luther and Melanchthon on either side. These guys came out for polygamy. In fact, with Philip of Hesse, Melanchthon was one of the guys that witnessed the marriage, and Luther and Melanchthon actually wrote the script of Philip to go ahead and take another woman because he wasn't happy enough with his wife. These are the kind of people that we're promoting now. I mean, I guess they're the perfect poster children for Morris Letizia, that's for sure. But we've got to make reparation. St. Blaise. St. Blaise is one of the 14 holy helpers. He's an Arminian. He was a physician, and then he was elected as bishop. In the early church, of course, it was, the situation was quite different. And typically the clergy of a certain area and the pious people would acclaim who they wanted for bishop. To be a bishop was to become a martyr. They were choosing their father to be a martyr. And that's how it generally worked for the first three centuries. It's a little different how bishops are appointed right now, but the, the idea remains the same whether or not the bishops are faithful. They're supposed to be the fathers under martyrdom. And St. Blaise certainly was one. Persecution broke out. At the urging of his people, he left town and he was living in a cave. But the prefect sending out soldiers to search for him, the search party found him. So he was hauled in. Whilst he was being jailed, many people came to visit him. He's giving them good advice, blessing them, curing many miraculously. And of course, the reason he's a patron of throat diseases is because of an incident that happened then. A woman brought her child who had got a fishbone stuck in his throat. And St. Blaise uh, blessed him, and the child was all right. So he's hauled in before the prefect. He's tortured with wool cards. Now, wool cards, for those of you that have never carded wool, would be a horrible thing to be tortured with. It's like, basically, it's like a little, you have a handle on it. If you've ever, if you ever carded wool, they have like so many little nails or so many little spikes 
that you can calm out Wall straight with. So he's getting just combed with this stuff, getting shredded with these really, really sharp things. He doesn't, he doesn't give in because of that. And then finally he has his head cut off and he's martyred on this day in 316. If you, uh, this is off the top of my head, but if you look at the image of the Last Judgment painted by Michelangelo, you can pick out St. Blaise because he's got the wool cards with him, the instruments by which he was tortured. That's just a little bit on St. Blaise. But today, pray to Blaise. Pray for fidelity. I say this a lot because it's so necessary. We live in a time when people are just falling away from the faith. They're giving up like so many dried leaves and just falling away. Pray for fidelity unto death. Pray that your faith be more firmly founded. Pray that your faith be the center of your life. You're going to need that grace.